Welcome to Growth Source Academy's podcast. Growth Source Academy is a nonprofit organization working to support women in developing their leadership skills and growth mindsets in business and in life. Thank you for joining us. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Growth Source Academy podcast. This is our second episode. My name is Olivia, and I'm the moderator today. We are pleased to invite Robin Chu, Managing Director at Tenio, to talk about her perspectives toward leadership today. Hi, welcome, Robin. Um, so nice to have you here today. Before we actually start the interview, could you please say hello to your audience and let them to know more about you? Sure. I'm Robin Chu. Very happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me and having me on. Um, I am currently a senior managing director at Taneo Capital, which is an investment bank and advisory firm. So I specifically do restructuring and I've spent my career working in finance. Okay, thanks for the introduction. So we're going to start our interview. The first question is, as a leader and an entrepreneur in your company, how would you describe your leadership style? Um, so the first words that came to my mind were hands-on. Um, I'm a big believer in leading by example um, and being willing to teach and to really sit down with a person and really just get involved in the details. Okay, thank you. Um, could you please maybe have some examples, like the real life example you have of like your leadership style? Sure. Um, Well, I guess specifically in what I just talked about, um, I work often with people who are early on in their careers. And um, so a lot of times they're working on things that they haven't done before. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that being, expressing a willingness and being and following through with explaining things, proactively asking if they have questions. I know people are sometimes shy or reticent about saying that they don't understand, um, but also challenging them a little bit and um, and telling them, asking them to substantiate their views or to push them if they don't know something and trying to understand something. Yeah, I think the scaffolding, like I can I describe your leadership style a little bit like scaffolding people from the easier thing to the difficult things where they are like try to get more involved in their work, right? Yeah, oh, that's a great, that's a great analogy. I never thought of it that way, but that's a great way to describe it. Yeah, okay. Um. So the second question I would like you to answer is, do you think there's a difference between the team leader and the team manager? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So to me, and I thought about this, I think a manager keeps things going, but ultimate responsibility, either good or bad, and ultimate decision-making really rests with the leader. Um, So I think that the word that I use that was really key is responsibility. So at the end of the day, the decisions that are made and any mistakes that the team makes, I think that, or good things that the team does, that ultimately flows up to the team leader. 
Um, whereas the team manager, you know, they are, they can take the lead on a lot of things, and they they definitely keep things running and um, keep things going. But at the end of the day, and sometimes they're the same person, right? But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I think if the the you cannot be a team leader if you're not taking that responsibility. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, like according to your own experience, would you to prefer to describe yourself as a team leader or a team manager or both? I think it depends on the context, right? And um, we all operate in different spheres, right? So on a certain project, I could be the team leader because it's my client, my relationship, and ultimately what the team work product is, is up to me, right? And it it's not gonna reflect really on even my bosses or the head of Taneo, it, it reflects on to me. Um, but obviously at the company as a whole, I do not run the entire company. So there are certain things at the company where I'm a manager um, in working with the people that I work with every day. That's great. I, because I want to ask this question because I was very, really interested to it. I usually have a time to mess up with these two terms and I think it's really, really like similar or, and they're still kind of different. So thank you for explaining this to me. And the next question I would do like, I would like you to answer is based on your work experience, how do you motivate a team? Because motivation is a very important thing in the teamwork. Yeah, um, so one of the things I think it's important to get to know the people as individuals, um, and particularly in understanding what their goals are and doing what you can to help them reach their goals. And also, of getting to know them, identifying and understanding what each person's strengths and weaknesses are and managing them accordingly. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's very important. It's like, I think always like the team leaders usually is the one also need to know, a lot, know about who in their, who are like members in their team and to kind of establish a inner connection between their members and them. Yeah, no, definitely. And I'm, I'm a big believer that most people can be productive members of the team, but it might be in a different way. And so it's incumbent on the leader to sort of draw out or put the, the strengths and to have them contributing in a way that aligns with their strengths and then to work on the areas that they might not be as comfortable in. Yeah. Definitely. So as a follow-up question, like for the last question, so that some people like when they first start the work, they will be very excited and motivated. But like after that, like after a while, how do you as a team leader to keep them committed to their jobs when things that do not go in the direction at the or the pace they want to go? Like your members maybe have some initial expectation toward their work. However, things not usually not goes as plans, right? We are know. So like how you kind of let them to motivate it even after they think something is different from what they thought? Yeah, so um, 
first, I think this is closely linked to your previous question, right? Yeah. Commitment and motivation, they often go hand in hand. Um, and I also think I, I laugh a little bit because I think in some ways it is, and I think maybe what you're talking about is a little bit of enthusiasm. And I think yeah. that there is somewhat normal that somebody in day 1000 is just not necessarily as enthusiastic as they might be on day one, right? So there's a little bit of, um, well, said another way, I think it would be a little odd if somebody by day 1000 were still as enthusiastic <laughs> as when on day one. But on the other hand, um, and like I said, it is somewhat related to the last question and that I think people's roles should evolve and change and people should feel like they're growing or achieving what they want to do. Um, and that can change over time what they want out of a job. So I think in trying to um, be responsive to that and, and have people reflect themselves a little bit on what they're looking is really important. Um, and also still always continuing to challenge people. I mean, I think one of the reasons usually when you start your every people are really, like I said, enthusiastic is because they think there is so much opportunity, they're looking forward to learning a lot and also contributing a lot. So as much as you can on day 1000, right, providing them an again, with opportunity to learn and to contribute, even if it, both the, the meaning of those things have changed over time, is how you sort of maintain that commitment um, to, to your career, essentially. Yeah, thank you. I think you made a very great point, because that's, I have the same view, similar view, like when I was in the teamwork, um, not so like, excited when I was like, compared to the first day I come to the, for example, this leadership team. But I think it's sometimes I, my mentor Jan and Maria will always motivate me or they will kind of like, even though sometimes things not going so well, like what I think I will do, but like they always provide me help and always give me some challenge. And it really like, makes me move forward and I'm mm -hmm. not so boring like I'm not so feel boring about the job so I definitely think that's a great strategy so the next next question will be about yourself so leaders sometimes can be stuck with the routines because they have been responsive like you said to all your members and but at the same time maybe it is hard for leaders to achieve long-term goals or their own vision. So do you have any experience of that? Like have a hard time to like balance the, your lead, leader team and your own vision? Um, so what I would say with that, first of all, I think it's always important to have good role models and mentors and colleagues. Um, I think that helps you to sort of stay on track and to keep to make sure there's not as much of a divergence between where you're at, I think, and where, what your goal is. Mm -hmm. um, I think that in some ways, I think, because you know, you, you sort of mentioned whether you're on track to mm -hmm. achieve your goals, right? Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes the path is actually clearer when you're a junior person. Uh, you know, there are certain steps that you're supposed to take. And I think that 
as you get more senior, sometimes those steps aren't as clear, um, which is challenging. And then it's hard because I think a lot of us are sort of wired to have that feedback, right? Yeah. Okay, this is step one. I've done step one. That's great. Now I'm ready for step two. Yeah. And it's a bit more of a struggle when you're like, am I, what is the next step? And well, I'm going to do this, but I don't even know if that's the right step. And, and I think that's a little bit of a difference um, as you get more senior and take on more leadership is, you know, sort of those steps aren't as clear. Um, but I actually find what's more interesting is that it's not always whether or not you're on track to achieve your long-term goals, it's establishing what are your long-term goals. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we don't necessarily step back to assess whether our long-term goals have changed and you just sort of keep working to what the same goal that you've had. And whereas, and then one day you, you are like, what well, is this even the goal I still want? So like, I have a small question to you. So like, are you like, what about like, did you see there's a difference between the goal you have right now and the, the goal you have when you start the job? Is there I a think so. I think so. Um, I think that also, I think your interpretation of the goal is different. Um, and I don't know if I am unusual. I think when I started the job, I was like, oh, this is the career I want. And I'm in a slightly different field, but it's similar enough that I can't say my goal changed all the way, uh, changed completely. But, um, and I think both times, you know, you wanted success in, in the field, but I think how your understanding and interpretation of what success is, is different. Mm -hmm. um, and some of it is, you know, at a senior level, once you've actually done it, there's a lot, there are different aspects to the job that maybe you didn't appreciate as a junior person. Um, and also different, your life changes too. And um, so I, so it's less, I, I think I'm probably in some ways big picture, my overall goal didn't change that much, but like I said, the interpretation of that role changed. Yeah, I guess. That's pretty much very similar for a lot of people who work for like a very long year time because like the blueprint maybe not change so much, but like how they achieve the goal and the way they do, like how they understand their goal is like keep changing all the time. Right. Because if I really wanted a completely different goal, I should be doing something completely different probably. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So um, here will be the last question for you. So how do you think about the importance of corporate culture? And as corporates are growing, what do you think leaders should do to maintain the desired corporate culture? Um, so first of all, one of the things I always like to point out with questions about culture is I've never heard any company say that they do not have good corporate culture. Mm -hmm. Every company thinks they have good corporate culture. Right. Um, but I do believe that the tone is set from the top, but everyone is part of the culture and impacts the actual culture. 
So even if you're not in a position to change the whole firm, you can definitely affect the people you interact with. Um, and so I think that's one of the things like years ago, I had one um, then analyst who asked, who said to me, oh, she was concerned that, our, that because of some strategic things that might happen, whether our corporate culture would change because she really enjoyed the corporate culture. And I said to her, well, you're an important part of our corporate culture, right? And um, so you should continue to do what you like and, and be the person that you think is, has a positive impact on the corporate culture. Um, so it's culture, co corporate culture isn't just something you necessarily have to accept, right? Um, and depending on your position, you may be more limited in terms of how big of an impact you can have on the whole, right? But you definitely impact your immediate um, surroundings, right? If even you and I, if we speak, if I was just nasty to you, that mm -hmm. would change how you felt about your whole day, mm -hmm. right? On the, on the other side, if we had a great conversation, you could probably, you would probably be like, go to bed thinking, oh, I had a really great day, you know? And so we really all impact the people that we're interacting with. And that is part of the culture too. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Cause like, usually we think about the corporate culture is just some words or some like sentences to describe. But I feel like when you describe the corporate culture is more like um, a connection with people, like how you interact with people rather than just a very, code like uh, words or some like small representation and i really appreciate appreciate that and i think yeah that, that's a great answer i never thought about this before right like, say that again i'm sorry i said like i never thought about this before i always think about it just like this is my company goal so you guys should achieve this this is culture but after you seeing that i was like the connections between each individual inside that company make the culture. Yes. So right. it's not something that is a is a tangible or static thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's it's made up of like lots of it's like a mosaic, and you're part of that. Yeah, and it it is growing every like when some new people come in and old people, maybe they're retired, the cultures keep changing. Mm -hmm. And then I think the corporate culture maybe is one of the key components to make the company work. Like people from the bottom to the upper, like all the people are believing this. And I think it's really important. And company culture, it's also a complex thing. You know, people will use words, but, um, like you can have people where everybody's polite, nobody yells, but that doesn't mean they're helpful either, you know? And, um, or you can have cultures where, again, everybody, everybody's polite. Everybody would say they like each other, but they never do anything more than talk about work, right? So company culture is actually a very nuanced thing. Yeah. Thank you. So this will be the end of the interview. So thanks, Robin. And thank you for sharing your insights with us. And I think your talk is really, really like extremely inspiring us. 
Thanks for your listening. We appreciate your time and hope our content can inspire you. Please follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram by searching Growth Source Academy. We are looking forward to connecting with you soon.